Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Rise Up Sports and More podcast. My name is Tommy Gill, and I'm your host. I know I've been missing in action lately. I've been a little MIA, but I promise uh, we're going to have some more consistent podcasts coming to you weekly now. I'm really excited about that. The NFL is back. I'm super stoked about that. I'm back. Things are going to get rolling here. Uh, We have a packed show today. Today, we will be talking about my fantasy draft and kind of how I drafted and who I ended up with and what I think uh, will happen this fantasy season. And the next, I will talk about the top five rookie QBs and who I think are the best and who I think are the worst in terms of how they're going to play this season. And then I'm going to go over the best defenses in the NFL, ranking them from one to five, just the top five NFL defenses. Maybe talk a little bit about sleeper teams and then conclude this episode with the best places to watch football on an NFL Sunday. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Rise Up Sports and More podcast. Um, Before we get started, NFL is back, baby. The NFL is back, and I couldn't be more stoked. I'm excited. Um, You know, I like watching other sports, basketball, baseball. That's all great, Um, but my heart really lies uh, with the uh, NFL and definitely my San Francisco 49ers, uh, that's my team, has been for my entire life. And all my best memories were going to 49er games on Sundays, uh, Monday nights, uh, a Thursday night mixed in here and there with our season tickets. It was a great time. Uh, those are the days I definitely reminisce on. But getting right on into the episode, I told you all I was going to talk about my fantasy draft. So on Sunday... Uh, Today is Monday, August 30th. On Sunday, so yesterday, we had an NFL fantasy draft, neighborhood draft. Uh, We play in the league usually every year. We've taken a couple seasons off because, you know, rules were changing, uh, lives were ruined, 
people were upset as the rules changed. It kept people out of the playoffs. Not going to mention any names, but yeah. So uh, we're back though. Um, different commissioner this time in the neighborhood. Uh, old commissioner decided to step down. He was tired of dealing with everybody. Um, so I'm really stoked though about our fantasy draft. Uh, my father and I drafted our team together. And I think it went pretty well. Um, you know, we had some, you know, if, ands, and what's. Uh, the first overall pick, obviously, was Patrick Mahomes. And we had the second overall pick. So my dad and I were discussing, you know, Patrick Mahomes is off the board. Who's the next best fantasy quarterback? We were debating, you know, is it Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? We thought it was Josh Allen. We were going to roll with Josh Allen, but then we're like, no, you know what? Let's go skill position first. So we decided to go receiver. Um, so we went receiver, Tyreek Hill. Um, not really sure how I felt about that pick at first. Obviously, he's going to put up good points with Mahomes, but Mahomes spreads the ball. So I'm a little nervous. We'll see. I think Tyreek Hill was a good pick. I just think he could have gone lower than number two. Um, so it was snake draft style. So we... We're the number two picks, then we had to wait a ton of picks for it to get back around us because it goes all the way one through ten and then back down ten through one. So our second pick was Aaron Rodgers, and we took Aaron Rodgers because with two QBs off the board, Josh Allen went at number five and Patrick Mahomes at number one. We were like, okay, let's get a quarterback who not only is pissed off this year with the organization Green Bay, but we think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. He just came off an MVP season. So we went ahead and got Aaron Rodgers, hoping to get like 40 points per game out of that guy. And then round three, all the running backs were getting picked over. And we were like, oh my gosh, we got to get a running back. So we went with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was like the next best on our power rankings available. That's the Kansas City Chiefs running back. Uh, great pick. He'll get a lot of carries, catches out of the backfield. He's very underrated. Probably could have got him lower in the draft. But once again, we didn't want to take the risk. We want to get our guys. We're putting together our team. We just want to get our guys. And at number four, uh, we decided to go another receiver. We got Chris Godwin. Now, we skipped over some of the next best on the list. Like, obviously, like, Odell was still left and players like that. But like I said, I'm looking for guys who are big targets. They're physical. Uh, they're going to get the ball. They have the best. Chris Godwin has the best quarterback of all time throwing to him, Tom Brady. So, I mean, not a bad pick. Tom Brady spreads the ball around. I wanted to get Mike Evans. Mike Evans literally went like two picks right before I got Chris Godwin. So when we got Chris Godwin. I think he's a sleeper. I think he'll do well. Uh, probably could have drafted him lower, but, you know, I like I said, get your guys now. Don't wait. At number five, our fifth pick, we got Raheem Mostert running back for uh, SF. I think he's going to have a big year uh, coming back from his injury. Um, he'll get a lot of carries, even though the Niners share the rock with, uh, the other running backs, but I think he'll do very well for us. So I'm excited about Raheem Mostert. Now my dad and I decided to kind of stir the pot and at our, for our sixth pick in the draft out of 15 rounds, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, the ranked the number one defense in the NFL. They're all coming back. They all re-signed. They had a stellar year last year. They shut Patrick Mahomes down in the Super Bowl. We think they're going to put up 12 points per game at least for us per week. So we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, and immediately after we drafted them, all the teams in our fantasy football league started drafting uh, player after player 
uh, or sorry, defense after defense, and it was funny to see them all panic. Then at number seven, we got receiver Chase Claypool. The receivers were starting to get slim, but we believe Chase Claypool has a lot of upside. He'll have Ben throwing to him most likely, um, and he's just a good number one receiver for the Steelers, uh, I think, in my opinion. So we went with Chase Claypool. At number eight, uh, we did not get the tight end we wanted. We wanted George Kittle, obviously. He went off the board early, so then we decided to wait on a tight end. We got Noah Font. Not really sure what to expect from him from the Broncos. Um, Teddy Bridgewater will be throwing to him, so hopefully Teddy likes to target you know tight ends. So hopefully Noah Font can do some stuff for us. Then at number nine, we went with another running back. Uh, we were going to get Miles Sanders, but he was already taken. So we went with Daryl Henderson, the running back for the Rams. We think he'll get a lot of touches, so we're hoping that you know he's a sleeper pick and he can carry the ball well for us. Then at number 10, Melvin Gordon, running back for the Broncos, was still on the chart, so we decided to pick him up too. Uh, pretty stoked about Melvin Gordon, so I think he'll have some good carries for us. And then at number 11, we got McCole Hardman, great receiver for the Chiefs. He gets touches. He finds the end zone from Mahomes. If somebody's hurt, he'll be a great person to put in to uh, the receiver slot in our fantasy team, especially if Tyreek Hill goes down. He'll be a great number one, and we won't have to go through the fantasy waiver wire to acquire him. Number 12, we picked a backup quarterback. Usually you can just pick one up in free agency, but I have a great feeling about Jameis Winston. I'm a big Jameis Winston fan. I believed he should have won the job with the Saints, and he did. Uh, He had a great showing, two for two uh, on uh, two touchdowns over 20 yards with the Saints. He's been putting in the work with better coaching that he's getting. He can clean up those 30 picks he had a couple years back and still throw for 30 touchdowns in like only a couple picks. So I think he's a great backup. And maybe even some weeks might put up more points than Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. He's got an explosive offense. At number 13, we took Jarek McKinnon, running back Kansas City. Again, Great pickup, catches balls out of the backfield. If Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes down, we can stick him right in and he'll uh, get most of the carries without having to go through the fantasy waiver wire. At number 14, we got T.Y. Hilton. He has a neck injury. We'll see how he does uh, with that, nursing that. But we think he can be a great receiver for us too. He has been in the past. And then lastly, at number 15, we took a kicker, Mason Crosby. Um, I personally think we should have just picked up a kicker. Uh, Tight end Rob Gronkowski was still on the table. Uh, He went like last overall in our draft. I don't know why. Um, He is old, but I think he'll get some touchdown catches from Brady and could put up some points. So overall, I was pretty happy with our fantasy football draft. I think we'll do pretty well. I have some side bets going uh, with some people, like if I'm gonna, if our team's gonna finish better than theirs, or if Chris Godwin's gonna have more points than one of their receivers. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But I'm very stoked for this football season, and I can't wait to see how everything pans out. Because, like I said at first, I didn't think our draft was going well, but now when I'm looking at our team, we got a solid team overall. I don't really see many weak links in our team. We're not the best on paper by names, but we don't have really any weak links, which is really all you can ask for at the end of the day, because a lot of other teams have some weak links. Um, It was really funny, though. Uh, We always have a rule where you have to do a shot of some kind of liquor if you draft uh, somebody that's already been drafted in our fantasy league. Um, 
plenty of dads messed that up. I messed it up once. I tried to draft Miles Sanders, and he already already gone. I thought I crossed him off the list. I didn't. That was my bad. Um, but yeah, somebody like tried to take like Aaron Rodgers in the sixth round, and it was hilarious because he went off the board obviously in like the second round for us. But uh, overall, great day on Sunday. Football's back. Fantasy football's back. Super stoked on our draft. And I look forward to seeing how the season goes, especially because of all the rookie QBs coming out, which uh, leads me to my next topic. We're going to rank the top five rookie QBs this year. So ranking the top five rookie QBs of this year, uh, there's going to be some controversy for the with this, I really assume. But these are just some takes. So going back all the way to the draft in April... I did not want the Niners to select Mac Jones. I was totally against it. I wanted Justin Fields personally. After seeing him in the game, uh, Ohio State game uh, versus Clemson, where he just shredded Clemson's defense and threw for like five touchdowns, I was like, Justin Fields is my guy. I want him. He'll look good in a Niners red uniform. So, well, we don't get him. We trade up to the three spot. We say we're going to take Mac Jones. I believe that was garbage all from the beginning, and the Niners really wanted Trey Lance from the beginning. They just wanted to make sure he was there. Um, But starting with my first, um, I think, uh, QB rookie, um, personally, I think Mac Jones will be the best or have the best um, career in the NFL I want to say Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, everybody's joining in on that hype and I kind of want to set myself apart. And my reason is that I'm saying Mac Jones is because he's going to Belichick and Mac Jones reminds me of Tom Brady. He literally, you know, has the same style of play. It seems like he's a pocket passer. Tom Brady's a pocket passer. Um, And Mac Jones working in that Patriots offense man I think he'll fit right in on at home and he'll have a great NFL career um learning from Belichick and having some of the tools uh that Belichick has put around him now the Patriots have a pretty solid defense and solid offense so I think Mac Jones should have a lot of success considering the job is his now that they uh got rid of Cam Newton which was all their breaking news Cam Newton was released by the Patriots I really believe they just did it so that um, Mac Jones doesn't have to look over his shoulder um, and worry about Cam Newton in the same locker room as him. And if, you know, when is Cam Newton going to earn a starting job back if I do bad and all that stuff. So Bill made it easy on him, said, we're rolling with you, Mac. Cam, go get a starting job somewhere else or a backup job somewhere else. And here we are. So I have Mac Jones as my number one QB uh, so far. Um Number two is Trevor Lawrence. I put Trevor Lawrence at number two. Obviously, he's a winner. He's a champ. He, he, you know, he wins championships in college, high school. Um, he's tall. He's got all the tools a quarterback should have. He's a. He looks like a good pocket passer. He just has no weapons around him, but he can also use his feet to get out of situations. So, I prefer pocket passers. I think Trevor Lawrence will be a great pocket passer. Um, I'm going to compare, though, Trey Lance in at number three. I'm going to compare Trey Lance to Mahomes. I hope that he sits a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo, learns the offense, learns the system, gets a couple snaps here and there, and then comes in the next year, and hopefully he's just like Mahomes. He looks like a mini Mahomes, super athletic, can use his legs, has a good rocking arm. I think Trey Lance is the next Mahomes. Uh, We shall see. That's why I have him at number three. Um, Coming in at number four, um, I have Justin Fields. 
Um, I, I wanted Justin Fields, um, but, you know, I think the Niners ultimately made the right idea with Trey Lance. We'll find out, but I, I think Trey Lance has better tools. Um, but Justin Fields seems like he's going to work out as a pretty good QB for the Bears, possibly the best QB the Bears will have of all time as long as, you know, he does his job. Um, he seems to have a little bit more Lamar style in him because he does run with his legs a lot more, um, but he can throw and he throws well. Um, but he's definitely more of a runner, get outside the pocket kind of guy. And then I have Zach Wilson at five. Now, Zach Wilson had a really good preseason, but it was all against the number twos. Uh, he was playing number two defenses all the time. I think Zach Wilson will be a decent quarterback in the NFL, average at best. Uh, you know, maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll be great. I don't know. I don't see him going to the Hall of Fame. I know it's way too early to tell, but I'm just trying to take some uh, divisive stances here because uh, otherwise this podcast would be really boring if I didn't say um you know some interesting stuff on this so i i just really don't see anything i don't i don't like zach wilson that much personally he's just not my guy um i would not have drafted him but i mean he he could be a good quarterback maybe average you know so we'll see maybe he'll be good maybe he won't but uh too early to tell but that's my ranking so i got one at mac jones two trevor lawrence three trey lance four justin fields and five zach wilson for the top five rookie qbs now, I said it earlier, too, I wanted to talk about the best defenses in the NFL, and I was a little mad when I looked up the rankings because the Niners were nowhere near the top five, and neither was the Washington football team. They were like seven or eight, and I was just like, man, who put these rankings together? But uh, coming in at number one, I agree with uh, it, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got their entire starting defense back and starting offense so I have them as a heavy favorite to win the Super Bowl next to the um, Chiefs. Uh, Niners and Packers, I think, are my favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I also believe that the Saints can make a run uh, to win the Super Bowl with Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston's very underrated. Um, I know he had that 30 touchdown, 30 interception season, but uh, whenever you throw 30 interceptions and you're still left in games, uh, clearly you're good and you have something to offer to your team. So if he cleans those interceptions up, uh, like his last preseason game where he threw two touchdown passes over 20 yards, I think the Saints' offense will be electric. But anyways, going back to defenses, the Bucks are number one. Uh, got the Steelers at number two. Uh, Steelers are a very physical defense. They're always physical. I would never want to play the Steelers just because of their physicality that they preach on defense. So... Um, but yeah, steer steer clear from the Bucks and Steelers. Uh, Browns got a solid defense coming back. Ravens usually have a solid defense. The Steelers and Ravens are always a very two physical defenses. Uh, Rams definitely have a good defense. They have a lot of big names on that side of the ball. Aaron Donald. Um, uh, I think I'm trying to remember if Marcus Peters went back is with the Ravens now or Rams. Uh, he's with one of the two. Jalen Ramsey obviously is on the Rams. So, like, the Rams just got a really good D. Then, like, sleeper defenses, I have the Washington football team. That defensive line is unreal, especially led by Chase Young. They're going to have a lot of sacks this year. And then the 49ers. Nobody had the 49ers ranked in the top 10 for defenses, which is insane because they have D. Ford and Nick Bosa coming back. And Trent Williams, the left tackle for the 49ers, literally said that Nick Bosa is back and better 
than ever. So I cannot wait to see the Niners defense tee off on some of these offenses. I think they'll be very good, very competitive, and win a lot of ball games. Um, some sleeper teams that I have, obviously I just mentioned them earlier. The New Orleans Saints are definitely a sleeper team for me. I mean, they have a solid offense around Jameis Winston already, and they have Taysom Hill to use for those special packages. So, and Sean Payton, you know, whether you like him or not, he's one of the great offensive minds in football. I think the New Orleans Saints are a huge sleeper team that should make the playoffs and possibly take a deep run into the playoffs. Um, Obviously, they got to deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their division, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Another sleeper team, uh, I would definitely say uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert at quarterback had a great rookie season with no good team around him whatsoever. Uh, Now in his sophomore year, he should be better than ever and be able to lead his team to have some serious serious talks about having a lot of wins, maybe 10, 11 wins this season I think the Chargers could have. We'll see how their defense holds up for them. They got Derwin James back, so I'm interested to see how the Chargers do this season. And then... The NFC West, I want to talk about it. Easily the hardest division in football for like the past five years. You got Russell Wilson. You got to play two games. You got um, Kyler Murray. You got to play two games. Plus J.J. Watt and that insane Cardinals defense now. And they added uh, uh, A.J. Green uh, to be on uh, lineup opposite of DeAndre Hopkins. And then now you got to play the Rams too. Awesome defense amazing offense with an even better quarterback now in Matthew Stafford so it's gonna be hard for the Niners to get out of the NFC West uh, sleeper teams in the NFC West definitely the Cardinals man like they're I have them ranked number four I have I mean obviously I'm gonna be biased I got the Niners ranked at number one followed by the Seahawks at number two and then the Rams at number three and then Cardinals at four. Cardinals could easily run away with the division, man, if Kyler Murray just steps up his game and plays well and the Cardinals defense plays like they're supposed to. Cardinals could easily win the division, um, I think. But it'll be a bloodbath in that division, so it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out. Um, Obviously, I hope the Niners win, but we'll see. Um, Two more subjects I want to cover before I kind of conclude this episode today. Um... First is uh, best places to watch on NFL Sunday. Now, the local sports bars are always the best places to watch for me. You get to see all the TVs, all the games on, have a couple beers, um, enjoy with family and friends. So I love going uh, down to the bar. Obviously, the best place to watch, though, is NFL Sundays at the stadium. Man, I can't tell you how many Niner games I went to. I've been to like 100 in my life. And there's nothing as electric as going to a football game and sitting down uh, close to the field, hearing the loud hits, uh, seeing the players, how big they are and fast. And it's pretty electric going to games. Um, My favorite places to watch are pretty local. We have a golf course bar local. I love going there. A couple dive bars. And then always the best seat in the house sometimes is just at home, you know, Sitting at home with family and friends, chips and salsa, uh, just watching on the big screen. So, yeah, my favorite places to watch, though, are definitely at the game or at bars. But uh, I, I really am excited for NFL Sundays that they're back, and it should be electric to watch. 
Now, this segment I added, um, I used to love playing Madden football all the time. So um, I was looking at Madden soundtracks the other day, and I just wanted to talk about some of the best Madden soundtracks of all time. Coming in at number one for me is the Madden 09 soundtrack. Madden 09 featured Brett Favre on the front cover uh, uh, in his Green Bay Packers uniform. And man, some of the songs they have in here will just hit home. They bring back good memories of playing the game. You got the song Hell Yeah by Rev Theory, uh, Never Wanted to Dance by Mindless Self Indulgence, Wax On Wax Off by Kovas, The Blackout by Kids in Hell. Uh, Man, what else do we have here? Don't Stop by Inner Party System, Inside the Fire by Disturbed, We Made It featuring Linkin Park by Busta Rhymes, Stand Up for Rock and Roll by Airborne, Home by Gym Class Heroes. Let's see what else we got here. Hammerhead by The Offspring. Like Knives by The Fashion. And Real World's The All-American Rejects. Uh, Devour by Shine Down. I mean, th- th- the it, go look at the Madden 09 soundtrack on Spotify if you haven't. I think it's a fire soundtrack. That's back when Madden soundtracks were mostly like rock hard rock songs and like got you amped up now it's just all rap and some of the songs i can't even understand um but that right there was one of my favorite soundtracks um i believe the next soundtrack i liked was the madden 10 let me look back at that yeah heads are gonna roll by airborne was good um I'm I'm looking more duality by Slipknot. Uh that one was all right. Maybe it was the uh maybe Madden 12. Yes, Madden 12 with Peyton Hillis on the cover in the Browns uniform when he had that really good um season the opening song is Mind Heist by Zach Hemsey. Oh man, that used to get me amped. Like the opening scene is like all the football players walking out to their di- respective fields and then like, you know, you know, the running back taking a handoff and running over a bunch of guys and then like uh, fighter jets fly over the stadium. It was it was like one of the greatest Madden intros ever. Always had to watch that. So Mind Heist by Zach Hemsey, Six Foot Seven Foot by Lil Wayne, uh, Back for More, Five Finger Death Punch, Award Tour by A Tribe Called Quest, Boom, Snoop Dogg and T-Pain, Champion by featuring Chris Brown, Mind Your Manners, Chitty Bang, Icona Pop. So, I mean, those definitely Madden 09 with Brett Favre and Madden 12 were some of the best soundtracks of all time. Uh, Madden 11 with Drew Brees on the cover. You got Thunderstruck from ACDC, uh, Let It Rock, Kevin Rudolph, Welcome to the Jungle, Guns N' Roses, Let Me Hear You Scream, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, We Will Rock You Queen. Yeah, so just some of the older Maddens were just classics, man. Uh, Madden 08 had Vince Young on the cover. Um, I don't, I didn't really, ha- I didn't, that wasn't uh, one that like I like played because I, ne- I never bought that one just because I used to buy it every other year. So I bought it on odd years. So that's why I had 07 and 09. Uh, Madden 07, uh, you uh, had uh, Sean Alexander on the front and the Seattle Seahawks uniform, the running back. Most of you probably don't even remember that guy. Um, but Madden 07 was fun too. 
Um, but yeah, those are my uh, best Madden songs. Um, hopefully you enjoyed hearing those. I'm going to continue that segment and go through some other Madden soundtracks. But uh, I hope you all enjoyed the show today. I just ask that you maybe share this with a friend or family member if you enjoyed listening to it. Um, I, I enjoy talking football and sports. and um, But yeah, I really hope you enjoyed. And also a PS, uh, the Giants are... Uh, Man, the Giants are something else. They are blowing it uh, in their series against the Dodgers. They're now tied. Uh, Dodgers are zero games back. They're tied for first in the NL West. Got a game coming on at 4 p.m. today, um, which is in 10 minutes. So uh, we'll see how they play out. But, um, you know, football's back. That's all that matters. So I'm super stoked for football. Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time. Tommy is out. Thank you.